Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 makes mention of those which are spiritual restoring their brothers when they're overtaken in a fault. And whether it's your fault or someone else's fault, the fact of the matter is this, there is going to be a time in your life when you need restoration. In fact, you probably know someone right now who needs restoration in their life. So what is the timeline? What is the process? What is restoration? We're going to talk about that and more today on Dynamic Faith. Welcome back to Dynamic Faith, a podcast that's all about life, leadership, and the pursuit of holiness. I'm here with my co-host, Reverend Dr. Sammy Lopez. It is I. Yes. I'm so glad <laughs> to have you here this week. Yeah, great to be here. And again. we're thank you all for tuning back in for official episode number one. Absolutely. We are so grateful that you would take a few minutes out of your day, your drive, your workout to listen to us discuss some things that we think are really important. Yes. And Sammy... Yeah. Over the last couple of months, really, uh, there's a particular topic that I has really been on my heart mm. because in light of the news, people in ministry, people in the entertainment world, just all over social media, it seems like, like the Me Too movement and things like that are happening. And especially in the Christian world, men and ladies are, are falling in a public way because yeah. of social media. Yes. And one area that I've just been burdened in is the area of restoration. Mm. Because we talk about restoration a mm. lot as Christians. Yes. And, you know, we would say, oh, I'm so thankful for God's restoration. But when a brother or sister falls, I'm not sure that we really know what re- restoration is. Mm. And so as I've been thinking about it, you know, I've, I've seen some of, our, some of our friends and some of, you know, really public figures in ministry that have fallen. So I'm going, okay, are they just done? What does restoration look like? Where do we go? And so in our conversations, I started to realize that restoration is a bridge. We have to start somewhere and we have to go somewhere, but restoration has two sides on it. So uh, as as a pastor, you've got some biblical insight into restoration. So I think the first question that we really have this week is, what even is restoration? You know, John, that's, that's such a great uh, question because I know there are some of you that are that are listening today that um, know maybe firsthand by experience or know of someone that may have the need of restoration. Mm. Unfortunately, uh, when someone is called to be restored, again it goes back to being restored, right? Uh, whether it's restored through a through a circumstance in life that is just unfortunate. For an example. Um, restoration. Um, what what would bring forth restoration of, of in an individual's life? Well, if, if if someone unfortunately falls to moral failure, right? Um, that is unfortunately. It, 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 there are so many stories, horror stories, especially this year, John, yeah. that that we know of, of individuals in ministry that have um, fallen to some sort of moral failure. The next area of restoration, I would say, would be that of burnout. Right. You know, you know, being in ministry or uh, doing leadership, whatever it is that we do, there are times in our lives, in our lives, where we're going to experience burnout, man. And even burnout needs moments of restoration. Absolutely. So when we consider what is restoration, one of the things that, that really pops out to me immediately is what Paul tells the Church of Galatia. So Paul tells the, the Church of Galatia in Galatians 6.1, he says, brethren, even if 
anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, now watch this, he says, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Hmm. And I think the key to restoration is those who are spiritual. The word restoration, John, comes from the Greek word that means katratiso. And what katratiso means, and again, let me give some insight to this, it means to adjust. So a restoration, and, and those that are being restored, they're, they're in a season of an adjustment. Everyone needs an adjustment. You know as I do, we go to, car- to our chiropractor, right? right? Again, you know, playing football, man, that my bones are out of whack, right? Even to this day, they're out of whack. So there's some times where I need to go to the chiropractor to get adjusted, to, to get myself back in what they call alignment. Right. Restoration is exactly what it is. It's getting a person who is out of alignment back into alignment. That's what Katratiso is. When Paul says to restore such one, he's saying put that person and adjust them back to alignment or to provide a repair process. Right. So to be restored means is to be provided a moment of repair. The sad thing about it, John, is that there are some that are out there that may be listening even now have fallen prey to a moral failure or burnout and unfortunately have never had an opportunity to be restored by anyone. Right. You know, it's interesting that you mention multiple areas where we might need restoration Mm because most of the time when we hear that word, we only think of moral failure. Yeah. But you can be out of alignment in so many different ways. Spiritual life, your priorities, you know, different things like that. And I think about a friend of mine in Kentucky who restores cars Mm. who you, you look at it and it, you, you see that there's there's rust spots and there's chips on the paint and there's different types of things. And that car may still be able to run. It's still be able to be able to move in a forward direction as it is, but so much more smoothly when it goes through a restoration process. Yes. And an adjustment process. So when I think about that, you, you talked about alignment and re, restoring someone. When my friend restores a car, he restores it back to its original condition. Um, but some of those really nice antique cars, uh, don't you don't take them out on the interstate. You don't take them on long road trips, yes. right? They're, you're certainly not playing football in the same way that you were uh, prior to injuries and things like that. That's right. So when we talk about restoration, what would be the the definition? I know we're talking about an alignment, but where do we, we restore someone to? Like in ministry, do they go right back to the platform, or you know, what does that mean? Great question, John. You know, here here's where I think the gut check comes in for all of us, and here's the reality of where we are. According to the Apostle Paul, our flesh and our spirit are constantly in battle, hmm. and it doesn't matter who we are, we can mess up if not careful. Yes. When you, when you go back to Regulation 6.1, the ending of, ver, of verse 1 says, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. Man, that's such a strong statement. Because Paul's saying, look, man, it doesn't matter who you are, you can fail. And what happens is, is the reality is, is we can fail. And what if we do? What if we do get burned out? Or what if we do find ourselves in a situation where we, we, where we have fallen out of spiritual alignment? The question is, is what comes next? What happens next? What is the process, right? Right. Of bringing forth 
restoration? What does that look like? Is there a timeline in all this? Right. And I think you brought something up very important is what is the timeline? Now, when we look at scripture, John, there is not necessarily a timeline that we read, right? It's not like the Lord say, okay, uh, you know, if you fail, uh, you got uh, 15 years, then come on back. He didn't say that. No, he didn't, you know, like we do today, say a couple of Hail Marys and say a couple of Our Fathers and, and, you'll, <laughs> and you'll come on back, right? This is not the case. The question is, is if someone is in the mode of failure, whether it be moral failure, burnout, whatever failure you call it, that has, um, that has stumped your spiritual life, then what does it take for someone to get back to it? How do you reinstate them? How do you make them well? What's the process? So I guess that's the question, right? So, so let's answer that. So when you look at the timeline, let's just say, for instance, it's that of moral failure. Unfortunately, in our lives, especially in my years of ministry, there have been, there have been individuals, pastors, leaders, that man that have failed morally, messed up, and then within six months, they're back at it. Right. Now, is it right for them to come right back at it? Is that the right timeline for them to come back? I don't think there's necessarily a scriptural basis, but if we put a scriptural basis behind it, let's use the Apostle Paul as an example. So Saul was a persecutor of Christians. Saul was one that actually was, was on his way to Damascus to take Christians, to bring them back to Jerusalem, to basically put them in front of the Sanhedrin and rip them apart. Had an encounter with God. The Bible says it took Paul three years. Hmm. Until he got right back into ministry, or many got back. days. That's right. Many, the Bible says Acts nine. That's right. He says many days later, and that word "many days" it's a context of meaning three years. So if we consider how long does it take for someone that has fallen to moral failure, well, let's use the Apostle Paul as an example. It may take three years. Right. It may take four years. Here's what's even crazier: the Apostle Paul, even talking about those who fall into moral failure, the, the Apostle Paul said. You are now disqualified. Now, here's, the, here's where we stand. How long does it take for someone to get back into restoration? Right, because some, I don't know what we would call them specifically, a hyper-literalist or something like that, sure. would say, okay, God had a calling on your life. You messed up. You sinned. You know, you weren't perfect. And yeah. now you're done for forever. You're period. Out of here, period. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're 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 broken, and there's no way that the potter can remake you. Mm. You know, and and so I hear that a lot. Yeah. But and and some of those guys, I think, take scripture out of context, but they make a really good scriptural basis for their argument. They make a good argument, right? Yeah. So you know, God's calling. Do we believe it sticks? And if it does, what's the next step? Sure. So whether it let, let, now let's just use moral failure as an example. Let's say someone falls, fails in the moral failure. The Bible says that, and, and, and here, here's the key to all this, is those who are spiritual, go restore the brother, hmm. right? We need those spiritual men and women of God to come around us to bring forth the process of restoration. However long that takes, take it. Don't rush yourself. Sometimes we think, "Well, I'm a, I'm a preacher, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an influencer, man. I'm a, you know, you know, I'm a platform speaker. So I got to get back to my people." No, you just left God. Right. You're in a situation now, bro, where where you just left the Lord that brought you to this place. So take as long as it, as you can, for the purpose of restoration. And, and this is what I believe. 
that if if you're married, how how do you know when when the timeline is done? So if you're married, I would say this that that um, that both you and your spouse will agree that the fruits of your restoration are evident, and that you both can agree that we, that you both can do it again. That's the key. Absolutely. Right. So so that can take three years. That can take four years. But what it take? What if it, you know? What if it takes seven years? Then take seven years. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Take as long as you can in order for you to be restored with your king. I know that some in the in the ministry world or a ministry context, you know, that you mentioned platform speakers and things like that, go, well, this is my this is my only source of income. So now now what do I do? And they hurt more people in the process by jumping back in the saddle too quickly yes. than by getting restored. But you said something in your explanation of the process that I think is key, and I think it's the part that we miss. It says, the scripture says, you which are spiritual, restore your brother in a spirit of meekness. And it's going to be impossible to get restoration if you don't have spiritual people around you who can restore you. Who's going to call you out or who are you going to go to and say, hey, I have messed up and I need help. Restoration, it sounds to me like, hinges on accountability and discipleship and brotherhood in your life. You know, man, John, that's exactly right. Unfortunately, and I think we've all been here, where we know of someone that messed up in any in any capacity, just whatever situation it is, they messed up. What's the first thing that we do? Is, well, I'm going to step away from them because I don't want my name to be associated with what they've done. Yeah, I've got a remove my pictures and tags and yes, I can't bro. publicly align with them because they're a sinner, you know. Bro. It sounds so pharisaical whenever you say it, but I think that we mean it in a well, in a in a self-protecting sort of a way. Well, it's, it's self-protecting and 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 I don't and I don't want to even imply motive or intention on somebody. But I will say this. Paul calls for those that are spiritual to be a part of the restoration. If you can't be a part of the restoration, the question is, how spiritual are you? Hmm. So if I myself see a brother, unfortunately, that have fallen into some moral failure, my first instinct is not to run the other way and say, I told you he was a fake, he was a phony, and that's what he gets. No. My thing, according to Galatians 6, chapter uh, chapter 6, verse 1, is to run to that brother because I know my walk with Christ and I want to make sure that brother gets out of the rut that he's in, hmm. whatever it takes. That's good. Because we, because if not that, then the question that we must ask ourselves is, how spiritually are we? How spiritual are we? That's true. Right? Because, man, if I'm spiritual, I'm going in with you, man. I'm going in with you, and I'm going to help you in any which way that I can to make sure. Well, whatever it takes seven years, then it takes thing in seven years. That's good. Then you walk with him for seven years, man. You blood, you sweat, you tear with the guy. Because, again, that brother is... Man, God forbid it's you, right? God forbid it's me. Because, man, if it happened to me, praise, again, in the name of Jesus, no. But, man, God forbid if it happened to us, we would want our brothers to surround us immediately, call us on the phone, knock on our door in the middle of the night and say, dude, what's up? We're going to walk with you through this. That's important. And however long it takes, take it. I'm glad you bring that up because, you know, I think that there are probably two types of people listening. There's one group of people that would say, dang, I'm in need of some restoration. You know, 
Maybe mm. they're on their burnout or yeah. it's a moral thing or it's a, it, it could be any number of things. But when you're, when you're in need of an adjustment, you can't walk right. That's you right, know, bro. if you're, if you're out of line, you, you can't move forward in the best way possible. So they're saying, man, I, I need restoration, but they're terrified to confess their sins one to another mm. because the Christian world is just so judgy. Yes. The Christian world tends to crucify guilty until proven innocent, and even then it doesn't have to be true to ruin your testimony. Yeah, bro. But there's another group of people that I'm most interested in um, because when I was, and I'm, I'm young, I'm not old by any means, but when I was younger, um, I found myself in a situation where I needed some accountability, discipleship, and restoration. And restoration was almost used as a a judgment tool. Mm. There was no spirit of meekness approaching restoration. The recipe to restoration is meekness and a forward direction. Um, love, compassion, yes. grace, mercy that God's shown to us that we show to other people. But I think that there may be some listening that have gone, oh, that celebrity, that Christian, that platform person fell and now they're just done. And so as a pastor, can you speak to the group of people that are going, I mean, I guess I want to see them restored, but I don't know even how to think about this. What's their next step? Man, that's a great question, bro. So so here's here's a couple of things that I would say immediately that pop out when it comes to those who need to be restored. Um, number one is um, the importance. Let me say it like this. The key to restoration is, to, is the dropping of your pride. Mm-hmm. You gotta drop your pride, man. It's a hard one. It is a hard one, bro. Because again, we're the ones that are leading. We're the ones that are preaching. We're the ones that are in front of people. We're the ones that have thousands of people following us on on social media platforms. Then you fail. You know what I'm saying? Again, and then to have to drop the pride because of failure. Here's what I would say: This I would say: Learn stinking easy. Learn easy. And the way that you can learn easy is drop your pride before you fail. So make sure that you are surrounded by brothers in the Lord that can already speak into your life. Hmm. And, and and to not be ashamed of that. Because again, again, it doesn't matter who you are, we are capable of failure or we're capable of burnout. For those that are listening that may say, well, man, what, what do I do? You know, if I know of someone that, have, that has fallen, I know it. What do I do? Well, number one, I would say have, a, have an attitude of prayer. I mean, have a complete attitude of prayer where you can say, man, Lord, uh, how do I how do I approach this brother who I know needs me? Um, number one, number two is uh, you wouldn't know unless you approach the brother. Absolutely. You know, you know, it's funny because we always say this as evangelists, man, people already hear the gospel and we won't know until we open our mouths and say it. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, you don't know people. Honestly, I think people are just waiting for someone to come to the rescue. Absolutely. And, and so I would say this, go to that person's rescue. They're waiting for you. They want you. They're desiring for someone to please call me and not feel like an outsider or an outcast when in reality, you would just, it would, it's a mess up, right? Exactly. So, so again, it's, it's just go to the attitude of prayer, attitude of saying, God, help me to invest in this person's life. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Everybody wants to have input, but... You don't get to have input unless you've been willing to make an investment. That's right. 
Um, for those that are listening, we're going to include the scripture references in the show notes. Uh, but also, if you are a pastor or uh, a leader in ministry in any way, and you're listening to this, and you'd say, I don't have anyone that mm-hmm. I can talk to. I don't have any friends. I've I've done something, or I'm in a place mentally or emotionally or spiritually, and I just don't know who to go to. First of all, um, Sammy and I are here for you. Oh, absolutely. You reach out to us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email, any of those things. Anything, man. And we're here for you anytime, any time of the day. That's but right. there is a phenomenal counseling service called Standing Stone. Yeah. And Standing Stone are shepherds to the shepherds. And it is a counseling service that is provided uh, in person in offices all around the country. I believe they're in all 50 states. Mm. But if they are too far for you to drive, um, they can assist you through Skype. FaceTime, phone calls, text messages, and it's absolutely free to those who are in ministry. So we're going to include the link to Standing Stone below. So glad. That's but good. I made it to a place a few years ago where I said, I need help. And I just so happened to come across Standing Stone and mm. reached out online and got connected with a counselor at Standing Stone. And we talk uh, just about every single week. In fact, our, uh, our my counselor actually just uh, did our premarital counseling. Oh yeah. And it's good. been phenomenal. And through that, I've been able to connect with friends and real relationships and see restoration in my spiritual life, emotionally, physically, all those different things. You know, John, I'm so glad you brought that up because look, it, it doesn't matter who we are. As long as we are in ministry, as long as we have a platform, there is always a time in everyone's ministry where you're going to need some restoration. Absolutely. Uh, I remember seven years ago falling into, in, into a deep depression. I need to be restored out of depression. Some of you here today need to be restored out of depression, out of out of out of loneliness. Because man, man, ministry can be lonely, man. Yes, you see, it can be the loneliest thing. But but guys, I want you to know this, and your and, and ladies, l- listen, um, you're not by yourself in this, man. You're not by yourself in this. Um, learn to trust somebody. Well, I can't trust anyone. That's pride. Absolutely. And there'll be no restoration if there's no pride. Um, it, 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 as long as pride is in you, th- you can't be restored. So, so drop the pride in the name of Jesus so that your healing will come and so that the word of God and those who want to speak in you can be, man, refreshing to your bones and to your soul, bro. You need it. We all need those moments in our lives where, where we, we need to be aligned back into, into alignment with God. Absolutely. While you have breath in your lungs, you have purpose for your life, you are not in this by yourself. God has something extraordinary for you. And if we can help you along this journey, we're here for you. We want to get you connected to people, and we just want to encourage you uh, to tune in again next month. Yes. Uh, We'll see you back on Dynamic Faith, where we're going to talk about life, leadership, and the pursuit of holiness. Pastor Sam, do you have anything else you want to say to the listeners? No, I would just say this, guys. Thank you for listening, and um, reach out to us. Please, don't hesitate. Anything we can do, we love you, man. Anytime. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Dynamic Faith by the Minister's Initiative Podcast Network. If you'd like to learn more about the Minister's Initiative, you can visit them online at themiagency.com. We'd love for you to rate and review the podcast as that allows us to impact more people with the message of life, leadership, and the pursuit of holiness. We'll see you next month.